Maker's theme song. The Maker Spoilers podcast is on the air. Pod on on the air. The Maker Spoilers podcast is on the air. On the air. Pod pod podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen. If you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, 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 the Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. As we make the transition now into the Major Spoilers podcast, hello, everybody. You missed all the fascinating holiday talk that we had over in the Major Spoilers pre-show. Sleigh bells ring. Oh, we are into the Festivus. We are into the Festivus season. Are you guys ready for some Festivus activities? I've been airing my grievances all week long. Yeah? What to, what's your yeah. big grievance this week? Oh, my by the way, listeners, it's a uh, general topic show, so anything goes, whatever we're going to ramble about. Ooh. I think a lot of people like these kinds of shows, so. My my big grievance is that some schmuck, some yo-yo, some grade-A dipstick whose parents are probably related on a family tree that doesn't branch just drove down my street and busted the window on my van. Oh, man. Did they do and that intentionally or were they trying to get at some goodies that you had inside? Look, if you want what's in my van. Are they van, trying to steal those stickers that I sent you? There's easier ways. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not sure if it was intentional. I think it was intentional, but here's the thing. Didn't the like window didn't break. It didn't like smash in. My window is like, it's safety glass, but it's also one of those windows that kind of tilts out. Yeah. So like you have a little thing that goes and it opens and it just kind of wing windows out. So the middle part of it, the part that's all sealed didn't break, but literally everything around the oval sealed part just shattered and crumbled away. And of course it's the frozen season. And as we were trying to look at this, the car started acting up and the battery started making a funny noise. Oh, so man. I've got the car, uh, the van all battery taped makes up a noise? in the driveway. Yeah. If you connect it, it starts whirring. And I'm like, that's bad. That's bad, y'all. My battery's going to explode. But fortunately for me, uh, I also on Friday was working from home and I, I found the, uh, the existence of Amazon. And I might have spent almost an entire paycheck on the Krimica gifts this year. Mm. Just on Friday afternoon. I'm like, okay, guys. It's time we can get our gifts. And literally everybody went nuts. And my 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 bank account is now empty, but everybody seems to have ordered all of the gifts. We got we gave each other small lists this year, but I'm telling you, come spring, I'm I'm trying to decide whether I'm gonna replace the glass or well, I'm gonna so replace question, the van. Uh, just a question oh well, I mean both are probably going to cost you 500. So it's you know, either get the mirror <laughs> replaced or get the van. So I would probably go with the new van for five hundred. Do you know what I paid for that van? All I know is that you said, and it really caused me a lot of concern when you told me it, that it was an old Dylan's delivery van. And the only right. thing that I could think when you first said that was, oh, Matthew makes his daughter sit back in the cargo area behind the uh, the wired screen between the driver's seat and the cargo area. And I was like, oh, my no. goodness, that doesn't sound nice. It was a flower delivery van and it still has seats. Oh, okay. It, there are seats in it, but yeah, they, uh, they, it used to be wrapped with the Dylan's logo, which is why when they took off the wraps, the paint peels. Well, so can you still but see the Dylan's logo? I'm trying to just figure out why someone would smash your window. You can see all places where the Dylan's logo was, because that's the point where the peeling of the thing is. I don't know. It, I don't know if it was smashing it to try and get in 
or just smashing it because teehee vandalism is fun. Yeah. I don't know what your insurance you know, deductible is, but I'm going to bet if they smash the whole 500 window, bucks. Yeah. I'm going to bet that that's what the cost of the window replacement is. Yeah. I, I, and this is the thing, you know, it's the end of the year. Yeah. So there's no sense in spending 500 bucks on a deductible that's going to reset in two weeks anyway. But yeah. I'm like, I've, I've been arguing. But you can't get those arguing. resin guys to come out and fix it either. I've been arguing about my finances, whether I can swing a car payment, and I kind of feel like I can. Oh, after after the I show's over, just... I will tell you something that you might want to go look at. So, well, there was something you else. You do understand that I don't I don't buy hundred dollar cars anymore. It's not nineteen ninety seven. I actually, you know, financed this van, and it, it no, cost that's what I'm like saying. Five that, figures. Yes, uh, I know. Exactly that's what I'm saying figures. is that you might want to go look at something that is. I thought surprisingly affordable. Surprisingly affordable. Yes, very. Keep in mind, I'm very, very fat. Well, that may be the only. So you know, I can't like drive teeny tiny. Like I looked at a smart car. Yeah. It would be great, but I don't know what I'd wear on the other foot. You know that guys have a smart car. You know that scene in Police Academy where they're trying to teach. (laughs) Hightower how to drive a car (laughs) and he just he just pulls out the whole front seat and sits in the back seat (laughs) that's how he drives it yeah that's what i do that's what i do you guys have a a hybrid car right ashley uh if by you guys you mean jason yes jason has a part helicopter has a prius it's a converter car and do you like that i do his name is saint walker he's a very good boy we've never had any (laughs) issues Is it blue? Yeah, and there's a little blue lantern decal in <laughs> the back, so you can always you can tell that we're coming. Okay, all right. I'm, yeah, I'm just curious because I'm thinking that when the boy who is thinks he's getting a new car next year when he turns uh, 14 and completes his summer drivers ed thinks he's getting a car, I've told him either he's going to get a hybrid car that he better take care of, or he's going to get Matthew. You going to sell that that van? Maybe I'll just get him that. Yeah, sure. What you what you what you want? Give me give me fifteen hundred dollars. You can have. I'll give you I'll give you two hundred dollars for it. I think I'm getting hope. It's got a busted window. Well, yeah, but the window will cost. It's got, a, it's got a torn up paint job. It does have a torn up paint job? Yeah. Yeah. So two hundred bucks. Uh, you don't want you don't and want the to battery makes noise. It, though, because the speedometer doesn't work. No. Well, I well I how, old say was, it doesn't how old was uh, how old was your daughter when you took her to do her first? Um, Let's go to the parking lot and drive around kind of thing. 14. Oh, okay. She was super excited to learn how to drive until we had a fender bender. And now she's a little scared of it. So, mm. oh, that's like me, except I was 26 when I first learned how to drive. <laughs> yeah. We, we had, uh, some schmuck just kind of side sideswipe us, T-bone us really, and hit right in the back uh, of the car. Nobody was injured. The car was, you know. We drove it home, but it was totaled. Yeah. Yep. And we have a new It's literally exactly what happened to me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think she's a little nervous about it, but it's also one of those things where, where is she going to go? I mean, she doesn't leave the house currently except to go to class. And that's one day a week right now. So yeah. I took, uh, I took the 13 year old to the uh, university parking lot because, you know, nobody's parked at the university right now and uh-huh. uh, let him drive around for like 10 minutes and uh, just so we can get a feel for what it's like. Up by uh, the How by the Gross house? Memorial at the Gross Memorial basketball yeah. stadium parking lot. There's no cars there, so he could drive That's up and down lot. and keep it slow. It's gonna the, there... the weirdest thing is going to get him to learn how to park. Yeah, because um, man, I said, hey, why don't you? Uh, as we were ending, I was like, why don't you slide into this slot and park? And he like took up four parking spots. 
<laughs> There's no well, he would be spot. he would be a great LA driver. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? Um, there's no parking lot behind the library anymore is there nope that's um there's a building there now there's a building there, there. yes that's the science building is there i mean there's okay. kind of a parking lot but i lost my ability to park because i lived in rural kansas for 10 years and i just forgot how to because you don't ever need to worry about it yep. you don't need to parallel park you don't need to like nothing you can just like stop your car in the middle of the street and people will drive around you yeah yep that's true um, and if that doesn't work, there's always sidewalk. So yeah. there's this crazy rumor, and I know where it started, and I'm not super up on this person's style because they seem to be tend to be doom and gloom ish type. Don't talk this, about me like that, Steve. No, no, no. Ashley is a fine, <laughs> fine person. I would read any article that she ever writes, and you should all go check down her articles that she's written for DC and for Major Spoilers and for other places because she's oh, a fantastic yeah. writer. In fact, oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, right here. I have Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. Oh, man. Talk about some oh, fine I can writing. I hear that quality. I 20, know, right? 20, time, 20 times any article that I ever wrote because uh, Jason is carrying me by his coattails on that one. As Twitter continues to remind me, please buy it. It's a great book. Yeah, go get it. It'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to read it uh, tomorrow or something. Um, but there's this weird article that Wizards of the... Uh, that Hasbro is considering selling... Wizards of the Coast. Somebody asked me about this. I think it was Lagnus. Hello, Lagnus. Um, was asking me about it during the game stream today. He goes, oh, what do you think about Hasbro selling Wizards of the Coast? And I said, well, it sounds like a crazy rumor to me, because why would you sell the one company that is making you money hand over fist in the form yeah. of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, which has never been more popular ever and is about to turn into TV shows and movies and all of this other stuff. And I said that was bunk. But because apparently Hasbro has canceled two contracts with uh, Dragon Lance and some other company Gates uh, Gates 9 or something I forget what it is that everyone is like oh they're starting to cut cut all their losses so that Hasbro no. can sell off Wizards of the Coast and it's like all right I went and did some research and I also found this ex an exact same story about Hasbro wanting to sell Wizards of the Coast back in 2018 I was going to say I feel like that's something that gets tossed around a lot. Every six months. Yeah, just like, like uh, Warner Brothers is going to talk gonna... about that DC is going to be yeah, sold exactly. by AT&T. Exactly. <laughs> so I was wondering what your they're thoughts are, Rodrigo. They're going to DC to Marvel is what they're going to do. No, the, I, I think all of the contracts that got uh, reneged on, I don't know the, the, I don't know the legal term. It's all kind of still in dispute, but uh, all of that stuff happened on the D and D side, and it's yeah. because right now D and D and D is having uh, the teensiest identity crisis, in that people are going to Wizards of the Coast and being like, uh, "You guys are putting out stuff that is, uh, you know, that's racist, that's you know, homophobic or transphobic, that's um, ableist, and." They don't really know how to handle it because they don't have a particularly diverse staff. Um, so uh, the rumor is that uh, they are trying to cut ties with Dragonlance because Dragonlance has a lot of uh, problematic stuff in it. Um, and rather than pay the Dragonlance people for the book that they were putting out, because Dragonlance actually belongs to the to 
to a different group. Right. It doesn't right. belong to wizards. Right. Um, wizards was like, no, we're just not going to do it. And that's, that's where the dispute is coming from. Yeah. Right. And wizards has said that it's not going to put out the, that dragon Lance book. Um, so everybody calm down. Uh, that's, that's my view of it. But uh, like Steven said, magic, the gathering has never been more popular. Dungeons and dragons has never been more popular. There's no way that Hasbro is getting rid of that stuff right now. Right. Although, if I was going to buy into any rumor that Hasbro would be willing to sell off Wizards of the Coast, that would only... The only way I could see that working, I'm sure Disney and somebody else would probably love to snag this up. But what if Wizards of the Coast was trying to buy itself out of Hasbro? Uh, and become how an does that even thing. happen? I mean, I've heard of things like that happen, but how would you do that? I don't know. Like, unless a, like, uh, unless like the government came to them and was like, "Your role playing games are too popular. You have to split into two different companies." I don't see how, because there are no control. I mean, they haven't done it to Disney Wizards yet. Coast yeah. that I know of. Yeah, I mean, I don't see the government, like a, but I could see like. Let's just say that all of the employees at Wizards of the Coast were somehow able to raise a billion dollars, probably through some hedge fund or something, winning the lottery. And they were like, Hasbro, we want to buy ourselves out from you for a billion dollars. I'm sure Hasbro would be like, okay, sure. I mean, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that would I don't happen. think that's going to happen either. That's, you know, that's what like, I said. That, that's the only rumor that I would believe if that were to come out. Yeah, but. I think if there was somebody in, like, the board of directors that did something Machiavellian... Mm-hmm. Like you can probably do something like that, like basically use some other shell company to buy Wizards of the Coast mm-hmm. off of Hasbro while still retaining a controlling interest in Wizards of the Coast. It's like there's no I feel like there's no good way in which Wizards of the Coast becomes its own entity, given given like current economics and politics. But yeah. I'm not an economist or a politician, so that's true. You know, I, I like a Machiavelli with a nice vodka sauce and maybe some garlic bread on the side. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I was looking something up because um, there's a new game out. Sorry. I couldn't uh, just respond uh, su- super fast to you. Um, has anyone, uh, Rodrigo, have you checked out Immortals Phoenix Rising, the new game that is just out for the Switch, PS4, and more? Uh, I have not. Okay. Nobody. I just I I've seen some stuff for it around. Um, I was just but curious. I, I hadn't I hadn't really looked into it. I was just curious if anybody had played that Matthew or Ashley. No, no. Anybody get a uh, PS5 or an Xbox uh, for the holidays? Got a PS4? No. Does that count? No, PS5 only. Did you get it for the holidays? Yeah, but it was like three years ago. Oh, those holidays. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, holidays uh, is plural. Back in simpler times. No, I there's really no launch title that's not already on the PS4 that Yeah. That's right. you know, that's kind of my thinking, right? Is that that's right. if if I can get the new Spider-Mans and if I can get uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the PS4, I don't really need a PS5. Especially yeah. when they're making it so hard for me to get a hold of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's you're going to have your Sony and Microsoft loyalists that buy the new console as soon as it comes out no matter what. But for me, it's about content, and it's, you know, I'm like, honestly, like, that is like, that Miles Morales Spider-Man game looks really good, but I, you know, I'm just not right there right now, right? It took me, like, six years to play God of War 
to 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 be like, you know, I kind of feel this game now and like buy it. So like right now, honestly, the only game that I've wanted to play that's announced for the PS5 is Cyberpunk 2077, and that's only because it's taking them eight years to actually put it out. Dude, and they had almost, the trolliest tweet about it where they were like, almost nine. Yeah, they I were think... like, just kidding. We only wanted to hang out with Keanu Reeves, and I was like, that's not like funny. Yeah, you don't you don't get to make that joke CD project red. Yeah. It was funny though. I got a big laugh out of it and then I was like, "Hey, wait a minute. I pre-ordered that game, you bastards." Right. But I mean, like, I you, like Why do you get to say that as a massive company? Like if I went and did a Kickstarter update that was like, <laughs> "Just kidding. I just wanted to make some cute art, but I'm not shipping you my books." People would literally oh, yeah, come yeah. to my house and kill me. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a problem. Oh, because... hey, Jupiter Jet and Forgotten Radio out from Action Live Entertainment everybody. Hell yes. <laughs> don't come to Ashley's house and kill her. Yeah, don't Please do don't. that. I don't have uh, life it... insurance, so I'm literally worthless. It's a it's a real problem because I feel that companies like CD Projekt Red often take action to cultivate the uh, more trolly side of their audience, mm-hmm. and they feel vindicated when like really hardcore, uh, like kind of loyal type people bash the people that are like, "Hey, CD Projekt Red, the stuff you put out is transphobic." But that you is know, also, like, like literally like, nah. customer relations. Like, yeah. you're a business, so yeah. you got to so deal it's with like, that stuff. Stuff like that is to rile up that side of things, right? Is to have them have like them be like, oh, actually, just kidding. It's not coming out. It, like, gets... It, it, it's to, like, stir things up rather than, you know, a, a straightforward message from, from like, HR, or not HR, but PR. Yeah. Right. Um, HPR. Or HR at this point. I mean, you know, it's like, I've definitely just, just interact, just seeing interactions with CD Projekt Red and what they've put out, and when people complain about them, how they respond, I've really considered just not getting this game. Especially because I've had so much ample opportunity to cancel my pre-order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but ult- ultimately, I'm going to end up getting it, A, because I've waited for it for very long, and B, because it's, it was a gift from, like, seriously last Christmas to me from my mother-in-law. Yeah, We, like, sat down and pre-ordered it together so I, <laughs> so I could show her how to do it. And I, and I was like, I've been, like, seriously, my mother-in-law bought this for me a year ago yeah it's like i want to have this game so i can be like here you go i got this game finally yeah that's uh it's pretty bad because i don't even think it's going to come out when's the, when's the next time they say it's going to come out like next december, month december 10th, 10th, 12th was the last i heard oh it december 12th oh uh, yeah that's not so going to be that's a what day all the posters on the bus stops will say uh that's not a day that's already going to be filled with controversy yeah, I mean it's a week before my birthday. Five days. No, I was going to say, isn't that when the isn't that when they uh, certify the elections uh, at the uh, at the state? Uh, I believe or is that... that's when the electors actually make the yeah uh, make their vote. The framalamas. The certifications are going on. Now. Yeah, I know. I meant that that's when the uh, yeah when the electors go and they cast their electoral college yeah. thingies. So yeah, that's the great. That's state a, that's of a great Iowa day. cast their two votes. That's a that's a great day to release Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Sure. Yeah. Because, you know, what's what better way to celebrate our current dystopia than playing in a future dystopia? 
I mean, I could have sworn that I was promised that when the world went to hell and we were living in a flaming wasteland, I'd at least get a robot arm and a cool flying car. But no, I'm still here yeah, and all with a 20-year-old a... busted van <laughs> and this useless arm that I've had since I was 13 and I put it through mm. a wall, can't feel a thing with it. I mean, the only thing I can do is type and even that takes more concentration than I like. Actually, I'm curious. I'm, just angry old man. I'm curious your thoughts. Um, apparently, the Oscars mm. are moving ahead with an in-person ceremony. Uh look, the Hollywood elite are dumb. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, I, I look. As someone <laughs> who would love to be the Hollywood elite, I should probably retract that. Um, I, they're saying that now. They also said that we were going to have LA Comic Con. They, you know, yeah, people true. have said a lot of things in person could also mean that the presenters will be there and the mm. nominees mm -hmm. will be there, which realistically is 50 100. people, 100 people with the crew and a yeah. film crew that would be there uh, in a space like the theater where it is traditionally held or any other event space, Pantages, that they so could rent Hollywood out in Los Angeles. Bowling. Yeah, or um, what's the other one? The, the Greek, that's the other one in the mountain. Uh, you could conceivably have that many people present uh, and segregated in a safe and meaningful way. Uh, I don't see the point in that, but I don't watch the Oscars, so like for me, it matters very little. I'm more interested in the list of things that get nominated. Mm -hmm. uh, and then having opinions on that, that's really where my bread and butter comes mm -hmm. from. Uh, gonna, when the Academy I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I am, we'll, see. we'll see in February, you know, or whenever they like, wind up doing this in June, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like people who are into politics, right? It's like, yeah, the election's important, but really, you want to look at the primaries. Exactly. It's, just, it's the same thing for the Oscars. I, yes. I'll be honest. I am super looking forward to seeing what gets nominated this year. Or for oh, this year. I'm, I'm hoping I'm, for I'm, Sonic I'm, of the four movies that came out. Which of them? Elizabeth Moss and Invisible Man, Best Actor of the Year. <laughs> it could very well be. That. Wonder oh Woman 1984. Uh, could, yeah, uh, I mean, totally at, at this point, um, New Mutants is going to win a bunch. I mean, it could. I mean, I watched that. Did you like that movie, Ashley? I really liked that movie because I had always heard that it was a YA horror movie, and mm -hmm. that is exactly what it was and I love Anya Taylor-Joy and I love Maisie Williams so for me I was like this was great I wish they'd put it out three years ago we could have had a sequel by now it would have been super because obviously we're never getting anything more from this universe yeah. and we didn't even get either of the Mr. Sinister mm -hmm. cameos that mm -hmm. were filmed but apparently also this cut is closer to the original cut you can tell the reshoots because Anya Taylor-Joy has a bang piece on that's yeah. not very good in matching her hairline uh, but it's not the Disney reshoot so like I think Director's it's unfortunate cut. that the movie uh, suffered for being eaten, well, the studio being eaten. But I like I really, really dug it. So I, I would definitely well, I'll watch it again whenever it's released. I was a little disappointed only because I think I went in with too high of expectations going, oh, my gosh, this thing has been reshot, reworked, redone, rewritten so many times that they finally must have gotten it right. And then when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's an okay movie, but it's not, it's not the knock me, knock me down thing that I thought I was going to get. So I was kind of disappointed in that. But when you reminded me that this is YA horror, then yes, yeah. this is perfect for YA horror stuff. Who is yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy and why do I know her? She's uh, Queen's Gambit. 
I've she's seen. also the witch in the witch. Yes, she is the witch. Wait, also... is, she, is she the witch or is yes. she the the daughter? Well, she's the one that lives at the end. She's so the, she's, the she's the only person in the movie. Basically, she's the final girl. Yeah. Yep. She's Thomas Thomasine. Okay. Yes. Because I, I was like, like, I have no idea what that character's name is off the top of my head. I, I like her, but I, when you look her up, there's this picture that pops up of her with dark hair, and I'm like, I know her, but not with dark hair. I think yeah. that's her natural color. That might be from Split because she's got brown hair and Split, and then Glass. Oh yeah, Everybody's I forgot she was in that. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen either of those. I wonder if they're any good. I um. So Matthew, you are kind of a late adopter on stuff. You're not someone to jump on something the minute that it comes out. Depends on what I like. I mean, generally not because I like other people to work out all the kinks and the busted yeah, yeah, parts, yeah. and then I'll buy it used. That's kind of how I feel about uh, Queen's Gambit, because the weekend that it came out, my wife and I burned through the entire six episodes or eight episodes, whatever it was. And we both really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I have yet to see anybody mention that. And you've watched it all, Ashley? Yes. So at the very end, you know, where she's walking through the Russian park, mm-hmm. she is literally wearing a queen's costume. The, you know, she's dressed as a queen piece. Yeah, the sort of meta-narrative is you watch her character. This is not spoilery. Yeah, move from go a pawn from to being a, queen. a pawn to a queen. Yeah. yeah, and I don't I don't think I've ever seen anybody go, oh my gosh, did you see how she was dressed in that last one? She's just like a queen. It's like, yeah, duh. Um, I don't know how hot chess is right now. Um, the newsworthy claimed that the sale of chess boards is up 900%. Nice. nice. Uh, but I don't know, like, I don't know if chess is like hot on people's minds. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know how to play chess. Though. My youngest, uh, you know, both both kids when they were going through grade school, they have a chess club at the grade school, so they both had to go through a couple of months of chess. So they both know how to play. But I guess I, you know, so many people are just now going, "Oh my god, you guys, have you seen the Queen's Gambit? It's so good. You should all watch Queen's Gambit." Oh my god, you guys, uh, Cobra Kai is so good. Have you guys ever seen Cobra Kai? And I was like, yeah, I saw it like three years ago. And it's just like, I, uh, I guess it just takes people a while to get onto some of these things. Now, that being said, I've never watched an entire season of Go Kyger. Uh, I've never right. watched, uh, you know, uh, Power Rangers, but I doubt I'm going to be running around going, oh my God, you guys, Power Rangers, uh, red is so good or whatever. The, the is. thing is, is like people catch up, catch up on things, uh, it's it sort of in waves, right? Yeah, yeah, you do yeah. have your, yep. that early adopter wave where like whatever comes out there's people who sit down and watch it. Then you have that what's popular wave. And the that's popular wave sometimes is dependent on the is it available wave, right? We got this huge surge of people watching uh, Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra Mm -hmm. because it again became available on Netflix. So this whole generation of people who had never seen it because it hadn't been available, easily attainable in streaming, all of a sudden were watching it um, and made it popular again. And uh, for like, for example, that's when Matthew first watched it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you get these waves. And, you know, the good thing about being an early adopter is that you can say like, oh, yeah, I watched that a thousand years ago. Cobra Kai is exactly like that because nobody is watching stuff on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> nobody bought like, YouTube Red or YouTube nobody Prime bought or YouTube whatever Red. Yeah. And so all of the shows, a lot of which I'm sure were great. You know, I, I just just language. Well, it's funny, too, because there's another one that is just out. I think it's on Netflix. Maybe it's on Hulu. It's called Wayne. And I was like, oh, every- two of my friends are in that. Oh, really? OK. Yeah, so, the twins, Jamie and John Champagne. We went to theater school together. Nice. Aww. So anyway, I, I saw all this buzz about Wayne and I was like, 
everyone's talking about this new thing, but I know I've seen this before. And then I looked and it's like, oh yeah, this was a YouTube original. I was like, oh yeah. So yeah. I watched this like three years ago. That makes perfect sense now because now it's on Netflix. Everybody is watching everything now. I think you watched it like a year ago. I think it came out in well, 2019. But yeah. Yeah, it, was, like, it was a while ago, whatever it was, that I watched it on the YouTube. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll watch this. Because I, I bought into that mainly because I don't watch, like watching commercials on my YouTube videos. Yep. Um, One of these days I'm going to get around to uh, Community Season 6. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. Which actually, on like Yahoo Stream. You're just, you yeah. just redid a rewatching of, Leg- of Core, didn't you, uh, Ashley? No, we just watched Avatar The Last Bender and started Legend of Korra. Oh, okay. And was there a reason? One of your tweets made it sound kind of cryptic, like maybe you didn't like Legend of Korra? Oh, I like very publicly do not like Legend of Korra. I wrote a whole think piece for major spoilers <laughs> in like 2014 called What is Wrong with the Women of Legend of oh, Korra. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I don't like Legend of Korra. So did this, so did so- rewatching parts of it start to double down your hatred again? Uh, we're in season two right now. Season one, I actually think is really, really good. Um, mm. watching Avatar: The Last Airbender actually illuminated a lot of the things that I don't like about Legend of Korra, oh, okay. which are mostly that um they treat young women as hateful little biatches, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as opposed to dynamic, complicated characters, which is what we get from such stars as Zuko. And such clowns as Sokka. And uh, they just don't treat women that way. And the way that they create conflict between women is to make them mad at the only other girl. Like, Toph and Katara have conflict with each other. The same conflict for literally seven episodes in a row. And it is fixed in every single episode. And then the next episode, Toph is a tomboy and Katara is a girly girl. So they can't get along. And then they just, like, pass that on to Korra and Asami until they, for some reason, decided they could be girlfriends. So, uh... No, I wouldn't say that I've been I've been enjoying Legend of Korra more because um, I know it's only going to get worse from here. OK. Right. And I also know that Legend of Korra suffered from being basically soft canceled every season. Yeah. And I can't imagine the pressure that that puts on you as a creative team and how hard that would make it to course correct or make changes or listen to audience feedback or I don't know, develop anything meaningful, maybe make a romance matter maybe create a villain who is overarching like we got an avatar versus your mini season to season like i understand that cora had so many difficulties and a long road to hoe on that but uh no my opinion has not changed okay i was just curious <laughs> i think that cora improves if you look at it as a redemption arc for Varric. Yes, yes we've heard that the Varric, I mean, yeah, if you look Varric at it show. as Varric is the most important person in Legend of Korra, uh-huh. because he gets, I mean, he gets the big emotional beat in the in the season finale of the last episode. I mean, come on. It's all about Varric. Varric goes from being this jerk, this central jerk, to being an awesome dude who, you know, gets the girl and has to prove that he deserves her. So a uh, quick programming note, everybody. Uh, we are already, I've already programmed all of the shows for 2021. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of shows that are going to attract Ashley's attention next year, because in the past we have done um, Harrow County. We've done Sixth mm-hmm. Gun. Uh, we've done some big story arcs. But next year, Ashley, mm. we are going into the future. And we explore uh, Star Trek. Uh, and not just Star Trek, Ashley V. Robinson. Uh, but Star Trek crossovers. Oh, boy. So in 2021, dear listeners, you will be able to hear us talk about Star Trek Green Lantern, The Spectrum War. Oh, that has God. great art in it, by the Star way. Star Trek Legion of Superheroes. Star Trek X-Men. 
Uh, what else? Star Trek versus Transformers. I that's pronounced Star Trek, Ben. And let's see, Star Trek Planet of the Apes. And I think there's one more. A Doctor Who? Oh, yeah. Uh, Star Trek Doctor Who. Yeah, there's a Star Trek. Squared. Yeah, there's a. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Star, Star Trek, Trek Doctor Who Assimilated. Vampire Slayer. No, there's um, not that one's not out. So a lot of Star, Star Trek, Trek coming Steve out next Cannon. year. That's a good one. And because I was uh, working so hard of doing part of 2020, of doing the 2021 schedule, I've already done part of the 2022 schedule. Just yeah, planning ahead. Let's just say in 2022, people always ask the question, who would win in a fight? We're going to find out in 2022. It's clearly me. Uh, no. Uh, but also <laughs> in 2022, I think we've got a good handle on a lot of um, uh, Euro comics and, uh, and comics from Japan coming in 2022 nice. as well. So that will be something interesting. So we are going to be working on that in the coming months. And we also are going to be doing some other things. Uh, everyone knows we've talked before about uh, Wonder Woman 1984 coming to HBO Max on Christmas Day. One thing that a lot of our listeners have been asking us for uh, in the past is for us to do another movie review. You know, we used to do that. Uh, we'd go and see Green Lantern or we'd go and see... A Batman movie, or we'd go and see, I don't know, whatever else we went to go see Rodrigo. And then we'd all come back and we would record yeah. an episode. Uh -huh. So in 2021, we will sit down and we will, as a big segment on the Major Spoilers podcast, we will share our thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984. We're not going to do it on January 5th. We're going to give everybody a chance to watch that show over the uh, uh, first couple of weeks that it's available for HBO Max subscribers. And then we will go into all the spoilery detail. Uh, in January on Wonder Woman 1984. So those are some things that you guys can look forward to next year. Can to make me watch a movie? Yep, going to make you sit down and watch a Wonder Woman movie. You know how much I uh, hate Still movies. to come this year, though, next week we have Batman Adventures, the holiday special number one, and My Hero Academia, volume six. And Ooh. I have uh, punished both of my children to say that they're going to have to be on this show in some way, shape, or form to talk about My Hero Academia. And the amazing thing is, I think the last time we talked My Hero Academia, it was the only the oldest who was secretly reading the series. But now the secretly. youngest. Yes. Well, he doesn't want people to know. But now the youngest is reading My Hero Academia as well. Mm, nerd stuff. You know yeah. how it is. And we have a couple of other uh, Christmas things coming up. So uh, be on the lookout for that later, uh, later this year. And in the next Leave year. A oh, hey, did you guys, did you guys know not too long ago, Ashley and Jason did a fantastic live stream where they were raising money. And they had some fantastic guests. So if you've been listening to the Geek History Lesson or you go to the Jawin YouTube channel, you can watch, uh, I don't know if it's edited excerpts or the entire panels. No, they're the whole panels. So you can go and watch uh, them talk with the Voice of Wonder Woman. You can go watch the Kevin Smith panel. You can go and watch them talk with Tom Merritt and um, Brian Ibbett. And you can also see them uh, auction off some original art. One of the pieces that they had was a fantastic Dan Jurgens piece of art that went up on the auction block in the final hour of the show. I think it finally went for $750 for that piece of original art. Now it all went to a good cause. It was all great, but that pales in comparison to the things that went on the auction block at heritage auctions between November 19th to the 22nd, 2022. We have a number of categories in comics, uh, comics, original comics, games, because there was also games that went on the auction block, uh, and original art that all went 
on the auction block, specifically at this Heritage Auctions auction that ran from November 19th to the 22nd. And it's game time. So, unlike last time, where it was kind of a runaway. <laughs> you know, people say that my knowledge is very specialized, but then I play Jeopardy and everyone hates me. Well, let's see how well you do here, Matthew. All right. In the Heritage Auctions uh, block. Yes. Batman, so this is, uh, everybody's going to get a chance. Um, I'm looking for, we're going to play it, the price is right. Uh, closest without going over gets the point. Okay? Okay. So, uh, Batman number 32 is a 9.4 graded comic. You remember what happened in Batman number 32, Matthew? Batman 32, uh, let's see, that would be 45. No, I don't remember what happened. The first appearance of Kraven the Hunter. I don't remember if this was, I don't think that's, nope, the, there is a first appearance of, no, that may be the first appearance of the Riddler, no? I don't think so. Okay. I could have swore that I had a first appearance of the Riddler on this list. But, Matthew, uh, how much did, in the final closing bid, Batman number 32 go for? $175,000. $175,000. All right, Rodrigo. Wait, you said it was a, it was a near mint? 9.4. Oh, God. Yeah, $175,000. Rodrigo? I think it went for $500,000. And Ashley? I'm going to say 100000 Okay. You were all over, so let's go it again. All over bid. Yep, all over bid. Matthew, pick a bit. What is your next bid? $72,000. Rodrigo? Uh, $35. Ooh, $35. He's going with the $1 bid. Ashley? I don't know. Take a uh, guess. Uh, $2,000. Oh, Ashley gets the point. <laughs> Batman number 32, 9.4 graded, $6,000 on the auction block. Next up is this wonderful 9.4 Marvel Mystery Comics number 48. Ashley, what 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 do you think that the Marvel Mystery Comics number 48 went for on the auction block? I I don't know what that comic is, so... uh, It would be a human torch. It is a human torch issue. Not the first appearance of the human torch, but I think it was human torch in a Namor crossover, I believe. Uh, 11,000. Okay, 11,000 for Ashley. Uh, Matthew. You said 48? Yep, number 48. I didn't think 48 had Namor in it. Um, let's say seven grand. How much did you say, Ashley? 11. 11. Matthew says seven. Rodrigo, what do you say? 500,000. 500,000. Ashley gets the point. $14,400 for that comic. Again, these are auction prices. Let's get something a little bit more modern, Rodrigo. Something in your your neighborhood. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one from Mirage Studios. This is 1984, a 7.0 grade. What did that go for? I'm going to go with a conservative... $6,000. Okay, $6,000 from Rodrigo. Matthew? $750. Okay, Ashley? $1,000. Uh, Rodrigo with a point. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one went for $15,600. Wow. Yeah. For a comic? For a, a comic seven? book. 
Yeah, a graded uh, seven one, right? Yeah, but a really low print run on that. It has to be right. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah. It uh, might be one of those. We're gonna take what we can get, kind of things. Let us take a break from uh, comic books for just a moment. Let me uh, color these so I know that I've already. I'll just hide those. Let's take a jump down into games. Here's one that Matthew likes to play: Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. This is Classic. a, uh, I don't know what W-A-T-A stands for, but that must be the rated system. This is Wada. a, a 9.0 A-sealed rigid long brooks, early production, PS1, Sony, 1995, USA. Sealed in the box, twisted mm-hmm. metal game, Matthew. Mm-hmm. What did this go for at the auction? The final closing bid. $400. $400. Okay, Ashley. Rodrigo. $86. Ooh, $86. Let's look here. Oh, the final price for this twisted metal 9.0 A sealed rigid long box. $22,200. Ashley with the point. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let's keep it. uh, Let's keep it in the uh, sealed sealed category with Super Mario Brothers. Rodrigo. This is a 9.6 A plus graded. It says uh, Oval something something later production NES Nintendo 1985 USA Super Mario Brothers. What did it go for on the auction block? I'm going to say uh, $16,000. Ooh, $16,000. All right, Matthew? $16,001. Ooh, how dare you, sir? Rashley. <laughs> I'm going to say 7,000. Oh, 7,000. Matthew finally on the board. Yeah. Super Mario Brothers went for, went for $39,600. Yeah. I hope these people know they can just play that game on like right? an emulator. Oh, I know. But what about <laughs> Pokemon? What about mm-hmm. Pokemon, Matthew? A Pokemon demo a Pokemon? game sealed booster pack. A Pokemon demo game sealed booster pack. This is a single boostered pack mm-hmm. of the Pokemons. Mm-hmm. Never been opened. Mm-hmm. What did it go for on the auction block? What's a demo game? So this is like kind of like. It's like a reader po- copy. Yeah, it's like Pokemon's alpha. Yep. And you said it was sealed. It's a pack. It's a booster pack. A booster pack. I'm going to go six grand. Six thousand dollars, Ashley. I'm going to say nine thousand dollars. Ooh, nine thousand dollars, Rodrigo. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm actually going to go low and say nine hundred dollars. Oh, nine hundred dollars, Ashley, with the win. $22,800. Jesus, wow. like not for, even close, though. For the we Pokemons. We are just guessing low in general. Let me, let me help you guys out things. here just a little bit. The lowest item on this list, and it's quite an extensive list. I don't know if we'll get to all of them. The lowest item on this list is $3,000. Okay. Uh, and it goes up from there. Okay. Okay, so $3,000 going up from there. Let's go back. Okay. Well, no, no, let's let's jump down here to uh, a category that I think we all love. Mm-hmm. Original art. Food? Oh, original right. comic book art. <laughs> this might shock a little, little people. Remember, Dan Jurgen's $750. Mm-hmm. Ashley, what would someone with a lot of money 
who was bidding on this Heritage Auctions auction, pay as the final price for Jack Kirby and Joe uh, Sinnott's Fantastic Four number 55, story page number 10, featuring the Silver Server original art. says Ashley. Rodrigo? I have no concept of money, clearly. Uh, Let's say $150,000. Okay, and Matthew? I'm going to say $100,000. Matthew gets the closest. Unfortunately, Rodrigo would have been closest if we didn't have the going over. $144,000 for original Jack Kirby Silver Surfer art. Well, we're getting better at this. Yep. Yeah. What about you guys getting better at it? (laughs) What about Todd McFarlane? Everybody loves the Todd McFarlane. I don't, I wouldn't pay more than $700 for Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane's Amazing Spider Man number 328, story page number 17 from 1990, went on the auction block. Matthew, what was the final bid price on Todd McFarlane's page 17 from The Amazing Spider Man number 328? $12.99. $12.99. Ashley? $13. $13? $13,000. $13,000. Okay. And uh, Rodrigo? I'm going to say $70,000. $70,000 gets you the point. Todd McFarlane's Amazing Spider Man page went for $120,000. Dollars. Wow. People people love that McFarlane run on Spider-Man. They, they certainly the, do. I, the, the spaghetti webbing. Spaghetti webbing, giant eyes. It's a classic. Yeah. So what do you think is going to be look more... At, and I'm not faulty. It. it is great. So what do you think would be more popular? Spider-Man or Uncle Scrooge, Ashley? Let's find out. As Carl Barks's oh. Uncle Scrooge number 63, story page number 11 from Gold Key Comics, 1966... Carl Barks, Uncle Scrooge number 63. How much did that original art page go for? Okay, so the question of more popular, Spidey is definitely more popular, but Scrooge, that's for like the deep cut nerds. Uh-huh. Them, I, I, them duck comics. I, I will say if the auction is open to Europe and Latin America, you got a contest. Yeah, uh, I might I might be really wrong. Like uh, I bought the complete hardback because some bookseller in the Midwest didn't know what it was worth for like 30 bucks. Nice. And it's truly the greatest deal I've ever achieved in my life. So uh, I'm going to say. 50,000. OK, Rodrigo. Um, I'm going to say, let's jump to a hundred thousand. All right. And Matthew, I'm going to say 75. I'm going to come through this computer. (laughs) 77, $125,000. Oh, this is going to make everybody really sad because you are all over. Oh, is this a 3000 one? No, (laughs) it's not the 3000 one. Ashley, guess again. Uh, 17,000. Okay, 17,000 for Ashley Rodrigo. Um $900. Okay, and Matthew. $53,000. Ashley with the point $36,000. Not even close. For that original art page. Let's jump down to toys. You know they had a few toys on the auction block. All Here's right. one that's uh, that's kind of special. It's a Jawa figure that's loose, not on the card, not mint on card. So it's a loose figure, but it has a vinyl cape and the gun. Now, what's interesting about this is there were two waves of Jawas that came out. The first one had the vinyl cape, 
The rest all had a cloth cape. So here's a Jawa figure loose with a vinyl cape. Ashley, what was the uh, what was the highest bid for this Jawa figure? Twenty five thousand. Okay, Rodrigo. I'm gonna say uh, two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. Matthew. Star Wars nerds are over the top. Fifteen grand. Oh man, you guys are so overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> It's because you, you you started us out with like really big ticket items. Okay, so we're we guessing again. We are guessing again, Ashley. Uh, eight thousand. Hey, eight thousand, Rodrigo. I'm gonna say this is the three grand one. Okay, and Matthew. Three thousand and one. Rodrigo on the nose for three thousand dollars <laughs> for this loose Jawa figure. I was robbed. Now, this was yeah, not the would... only set of Star Wars figures on the auction block, Rodrigo. They also oh, really? had a Star Wars droid three-pack action figures from Kenner in 1979. Now, these are all mint on the car, mint in box. Okay, uh, so this is from Kenner 1979. The droid three-pack featured R5D4, a Death Star droid, and the Power Droid. This is the first droid pack to be offered by Heritage. Uh, it's unpunched card. It has a. Uh, uh, grades of C80, B85, and F85. How much did someone pay for the droid three-pack? Uh, I'm going to say $9,500. Okay, $9,500. Matthew? $5,500. $5,500. Ashley? Oh, now remember, the Jawa question. by itself only went for $3,000. Five thousand. Okay, Matthew, what did you say? Fifty-five hundred. Oh man, everybody is over again. <laughs> wow. Rodrigo, throw out a guess. Uh, let's go with four thousand. Okay, Ashley. Uh, thirty-five. Thirty-five, and Matthew. Thirty-seven. Rodrigo with a point four thousand nine hundred and twenty dollars. Good job. Here's where we got one more set of toys that were on this, uh, that was on the auction block. Also happened to be Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars Creature 3 Pack. Earlier in the show, we, Matthew, we were talking about Hammerhead and Walrus Man and Greedo. They came collected in the Creature Pack 3 Pack action figures from Kenner in 1978. According to Heritage Auctions, quote, a real find for any collector wanting a complete cantina scene. What was the price? Who, me? Yeah. 2700 2700 Ashley? 25 Okay. Rodrigo? I'm going to say... 9000 And what did you say, Matthew? 27 yeah. Even though I said the lowest, the lowest price item was $3,000, you still get the point. $5,520. Hooray for me. For this. So here's where we stand. Okay. Ashley with five points. Okay. Rodrigo with four points. Okay. Matthew with only three points. Ooh, I was robbed. Now, technically, this is not the first appearance of Wolverine. 
in Incredible Hulk number 181. Oh boy, let's let's not even get into that argument, which is so irksome. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone says it's the first appearance of the Wolverine. Incredible Hulk number 181, 9.6 grade. Mm-hmm. Matthew, what did uh, someone pay for this this comic? Yes. Slabbed or just these are all CGC slabbed. Everything is slabbed. The Heritage Auction doesn't do anything half-assed. Even the even the loose Jawa was in a uh, crystal crystal sealed case in carbonite. This Seven. comic of this copy of Action Comics presented in an old shoebox. Yes. <laughs> Seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars. Ashley, I'm gonna go ten thousand. Okay, ten thousand. Rodrigo. I'm going to go with 100,000. Oh, 100,000. Actually, with a point, $16,800, Matthew. You might want to dig that one out of your collection and uh, get oh, it up I on the auction sold block. That oh, man. You, did you sell it for $16,000? No, mine no. was a 1.0. I sold it no. for like 100 bucks. Mm. He, he was the one that was presented in a shoebox. You know who we don't hear <laughs> enough about on this show? Who? Archie Comics. Now, we all know that Archie first appeared in Pep Comics, but in 1942, Archie Comics number one went on sale, and Heritage Auction just happened to be selling one this uh, the, over the uh, 19th through the 22nd. It was a 4.0 condition Archie Comics number one. Ashley, what did this one go for? 30000 Rodrigo. I'm going to say 6000 And Matthew. Mm-hmm. 3500 We have had two people so far nail these prices. Congratulations, Ashley, with a point. $30,000. Oh, I Comics, saw one. that article online. Oh, <laughs> good for you. That's why I was, I was going to nice. put them up because I got two separate articles uh, about the Pokemon and uh, the other thing. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I want to save these for some game time and hope nobody yeah. else was paying attention. Heritage, heritage auctions, what a godsend you are for pop culture writers. I know, right? <laughs> where, where we can just break down an entire auction into 17 different articles. Yep. Well, and a game show on a podcast. I know, right? Uh, let's keep it with uh, comic books. How about the first appearance of Iron Man, Rodrigo? Tales of Suspense is where it happened. And this is a 7.0 graded comic. How much did the it go for? first appearance of Tony Stank. Tony Stank. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 30000 30000 okay. Uh, Matthew? Tales of Suspense, 39. What was the grade? 7.0. No, no cheating by looking it up in the overstreet price guide. I'm not looking it guide. up. I just, I just wanted to know the grade. Yep. How rude. Uh, five grand. All right. Um, Ashley, what did you say yours was? I, I didn't. Oh, okay. Please share with us then. Uh, so I will say 50,000. 50,000. And what was yours, Rodrigo? 35,000, I think. Okay, so Ashley and Rodrigo both over, meaning Matthew gets the point. $20,400. Iron Man too much credit. Yeah, we do. Just yeah, I, I, I would have figured, Man. yeah, this whole uh, MCU thing would have yeah. raised this cachet, well, but maybe not It's a 7.0, so though. I mean, it's not like super collectory stuff. It's That's true. A 7.0. That's true. If it was a 9.6, I'd say like 200 grand. though is not bad for that time. Oh, Oh, here's the first appearance of the Riddler, everyone. It's in Detective Comics number 140. It's an 8.0 graded comic. Whatever it's sold for, it's overrated. Ashley, what do you think that it did go go for? $100,000. I don't know. Rodrigo. I ain't sick of the Joker. (laughs) 
Oh, no, the Riddler, not the Riddler, Joker. not the Joker. Oh, I thought you said the jo- my brain was like Joker. Who cares? I uh, definitely screwed the pooch on that one. Oh, all well. right. <laughs> Rodrigo, what do you um, got? I think it I think it's like 90,000. All right. And Matthew? I think it's like eighteen five. Ah, process of elimination. Matthew gets the point thirty eight thousand four hundred dollars. Oh wow! For the first appearance of the Riddler. What about Batman number one, Matthew? Now this is a two dot five graded comic. Mm. How much did it go for? I'm gonna say twenty thousand dollars. Ashley. Uh, I'm gonna say thirty. Okay, and Rodrigo. I'm going to say 6000 6000 Ashley with a point, $72,000 for Batman number one. Again, that is a 2.5 graded yeah. comic. Rich people have too much money. Yeah, I think they you do. People have too much money. Because Batman number one wasn't even the first appearance of the Batman. First appearance no, of Batman. No, but it is considered to be the first version of Catwoman. What's that? Yes. It's so the yeah, first Batman Catwoman and mm-hmm. the first Joker. If yep. you don't count, like, the cat, right. which people officially don't. But the first appearance of Batman took place in Detective Comics number 27, and there just happened to be one on the auction block, graded oh. 7.0. Matthew, what did this comic go for? A detective? Detective Comics 27, graded 7.0. Seven? Yes. Jesus, absolute Christ. Matthew, Somebody. how much did it go for? Oh, Batman fans are jerks. I'm going to say 50 grand. 50 grand, says Matthew. Ashley? Man, uh, I like, I knee jerk want to be like a million. Okay. But I think Rodrigo? that is too high. <laughs> I was totally going to say a million. So I'll, <laughs> I'll say 3,000 and see if I can snipe it from underneath. Ashley with the win. This is the most expensive comic that yeah. sold. This is also the most expensive detective comics that has ever sold. A million well, did five. Af- did Affleck w- play, pay a million for like a two? I think it was. This was $1.5 million that Jump detective comics went for. $1.5 million. I believe it. Yeah. Um, there was an action. I don't think I put the action comics one down. Oh, I do have an action comics number seven here. It's not an Action Comics number one, but Action Comics number four, Ashley. I'm sorry, Action, action Comics number seven, four? a 4.0 graded. How much did it go for? Is there any, is that anyone's appearance or is that just? I don't remember. Uh, action don't... number seven wouldn't be anybody's first appearance, but okay. it would be Superman, Zatara, the America Mando, and those guys. Um, I'm going to say 50,000. Okay. Rodrigo? Uh, 100,000. Okay. Matthew? $2,000. No, you said it's, got, it's all above three. $3,500. Rodrigo with the win, $144,000. Nice. Dang, yeah. Superman do better than I thought. I give yeah. people more credit. Let's jump back into video games for just a moment, or just games, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Here's a classic that everyone remembers. Just said. Golf for the NES from 1985. <laughs> this is a 9.9, 9.8 graded uh, sealed golf uh-huh. NES from 1985. Rodrigo, how much did that go for? I'm going to say $6,000. Okay, $6,000. Matthew? $18,000. And Ashley? 
3500 Matthew, third time that someone's nailed the exact price. $18,000 for a copy nice. of Golf. Yeah, for I had a no copy idea. Of I'm, golf. I'm sitting here going, this is way too high. You know, you know why golf is valuable? Why is that? Why? It's because it's one of the like weird, uncredited, yet canonical appearances of Mario before he was like solidified into a character. Oh, oh interesting that you mentioned that, Rodrigo, yeah. because Mario Brothers from 1988, this is an Atari 2600 cartridge, mm. 9.2 graded. How much what did this go that? for? I'm sorry? A 9.2. Oh, Atari geez. 2600. So this Knock is not this, in, this is not NES. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say 200,000. Okay. Matthew? God, I don't know. Um, let's say it's more than $3,000, more than $3,000 yet less than 1.5 million. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your bid again? Uh Fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. Would you say, Rodrigo? Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. And Ashley? Uh, I'll say ninety thousand. Ninety thousand dollars. That would be incorrect. Way overpriced. Four thousand eighty dollars. Matthew with a point right oh, wow. there. Let's uh, let's stick with some video games for just a little bit longer. Okay. And let's look at something that is super hard to get a hold of. The Nintendo World Champions 1990 Open. Now, for those of you who are the uninitiated, this is from Heritage Auctions. These unique cartridges were created for the sole purpose of providing contestants in the Nintendo World Championships with a lineup of challenges for the contest. Considering this, it likely comes as no surprise that the design of these cartridges is pretty utilitarian as they were never meant to be, quote-unquote, released into the wild. So they're ugly. <laughs> yeah, it's just a gray cartridge, blank gray yeah. cartridge. And I they think, they, like I think there may be a magic marker on it that says... Uh, uh, world Open. Sure. So um, currently uh, in the lead is Ashley Victoria Robinson. How much did this go for on the auction? Remember, game people are a little nuts. But it's ugly. It is ugly. Uh, I will say 77 Okay, $77 or $77,000? Okay. I know it's more than 3000 Okay. <laughs> Rodrigo? Uh, I'm going to go with... $600,000. Okay, Matthew? 50 grand. Matthew with the closest, $52,800. I thought I thought that the proximity to like the wizard was going to Yeah, I know, right? Ever since up, I uh, was a young boy. What about a, what about a uh, Matthew, what about a sealed Super Mario Brothers 3? How much did that go for? 42,000. Okay, 42,000, Ashley. Uh, 19,000. 19,000. Rodrigo. Uh, let's go with 3,001. Okay. Matthew with the point. Guy's going to catch up. $156,000 for the Super <laughs> I Mario. I close, but I got the point. I, I hope you realize that probably 90% of all of these, any point that anybody's gotten, are flukes. Yeah. yeah we're just, uh, we're just, so, so far we have a tie now between Math, Matthew and Ashley with nine points apiece. Nice. Showcase nice. Comics number four. How I many do I have? Like four? Four. No, you have five, Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> here we have a 4.0 graded All-Star Comics number eight that went on the auction block. Rodrigo, how much did that go for? All-Star Comics number eight, huh? First yeah. appearance of Dr. Starro. Yeah, Dr. Starro. Uh, <laughs> yep. 
of a wild, wild sword of Dr. Starro. I'm going to go with uh, 100 grand. Okay. Matthew? Isn't All-Star 8 the second appearance of Wonder Woman? Maybe. Well, if you can't tell me that, how am I supposed to? <laughs> you could give me the, uh, $40,000. Ashley. I don't know. 42. Ooh, I think everybody <laughs> went over. What'd you say, Rodrigo? Yeah, everybody went over. Let's try that again, uh, Rodrigo. Uh, $6,000. $6, $6, Matthew. $39,500. Okay, Ashley? I'm just 7000 Ashley with the point, $34,800. Nice. Uh, here's something that uh, I can give you information on, Matthew. Showcase number four from 1956, a 5.0 graded comic. This is the kickoff of the Silver Age with the introduction of everybody's Barry Allen. <laughs> Ashley, how much did this uh, comic go for on the auction block? More than it's worth. Um, 27000 27000 Rodrigo. 90000 90,000. Matthew. 153,000. Oh, man. Everybody is over. <laughs> Ashley, would you like to try again? I don't remember what I said. Now, you said 27,000 uh, or 25,000, something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Okay, because I can't remember anything with Barry Allen because he's addicted to changing the timeline. Uh, uh, 15,000. 15,000. Okay. Rodrigo? 5,000. 5,000. Okay. Matthew? 20,000. Matthew, closest, $22,800 for a 4.0 graded comic. Here we go, Rodrigo. Something specific just for you. The original, this is under original art. Okay, original art. Yeah, the original, original print, uh, from Crimson. Yeah. Yeah, original Magic the Gathering limited edition alpha fear card painted by Mark Poole. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say... Alpha, man. I want to say uh, 150,000. Okay, Matthew? 40 grand. Okay, Ashley? 3,000. Uh, Matthew with the point, $45,000, What's that art look like? Is I like, don't know, it but... Looks like a, it looks like a guy that's like, like curled up, like looking over his knees, I think. I, I will. I will it caution. It is almost certainly Googleable. I will caution people about the clicking of the mouses that I hear. Uh, here we go with another piece of original art: Neil Adams and Dick Giordano. 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 Justice League like of America pizza. number sixty-eight. It's the cover, the original art from nineteen seventy-two. Justice League of America number ninety-six. The original art, Matthew. What is the cover price? The cover price. No, no, no. What's the what's the uh, the the uh, <laughs> Auction price. Oh, uh, thirty-five hundred dollars. Okay, thirty-five hundred. Ashley. Twelve thousand. Twelve thousand dollars. Rodrigo. I'm gonna say six thousand. Ashley with point twenty-seven thousand six hundred dollars. Nice. Uh, let's see. Pokemon's. Oh, there's so many Pokemon's here. Hey, stop poking me, man. Pokemon. Pokemon Red. is the most lucrative franchise in the world right now. Surprisingly, Pokemon. this Pokemon uh, uh, auction that they had 
Oh, in fact, I've got this one here on the list, but we'll do Pokemon Red first. Is the most that anyone has uh, sold a Pokemon thing for. But Pokemon Red for Game Boy, a sealed 9.8 game. This is not the the highest one. But Rodrigo, how much did the Pokemon Red for Game Boy, a 9.8 sealed edition, what did it go for on the auction block? I'm going to say $800,000. $800,000. Matthew? Um... $75,000? Ashley? $17,000. Ah, Matthew with a point. $84,000 for the Pokemon Red. I don't even know what Pokemon Red is. Well, you know, you have Red and Blue, Sun and Moon, Sword and Fire. Pokemon Red was the first Pokemon game, or one of the first two. Now, if this is an American Pokemon Red, it's paired with blue. If it's a Japanese Pokemon game, it's paired with green. Oh, oh. look at the brain on Brad. Let's see if that brain can continue, Rodrigo. <laughs> no, clearly not. I'm like seven <laughs> points away from Matthew and Ashley. <laughs> the Pokemon First Edition Base Set Sealed Booster Box from 1999. Ooh. Now, oh. I'm going to give you a hint. The last time that one of these sold was not too long ago, in September of 2020. And previously, this same, not the same one, but the Pokemon yeah. First Edition Base Set Sealed Booster Box from 1999 sold for $198,000. How much did this one go for, Rodrigo? I'm going to say $300,000. Okay, Matthew? I'm going to say 300000 and <laughs> Wait, when you say booster box, is that a... Box it is a of box of boosters. Like yeah, this is a box with like... Michael Carter pops out of it with speeds halfway through. Yes. How many boosters are in a box? 12? 20? What? No, no, it's got to be something. It's it's about, it's at least 30. Okay, 30. Okay. So I'm going to say 10 grand a piece and then multiply by nine. Uh, what did Rodrigo say? 300,000. 300,001. Okay, <laughs> Ashley? 300,005. You... <laughs> Ashley with the point. <laughs> I knew it. Three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. My much more talented male friends. <laughs> How much was it? Three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Oh, so wow. pretty close. You guys were very close. I was afraid we were. Go- I, wow. I was hoping I we would get to a. Give myself an honor point. I will you know give what? Rodrigo can, one can, honor give point. Give my point to Rodrigo because that was really <laughs> he did the heavy lifting. I, on I that. will give Rodrigo an honor point for knowing all the Pokemon's knowledge. But he knows the difference between a Hupmobile and a Framalama. But Framalama is actually a pretty good name for a Pokemon. Four color comic series. I think this is issue number one where Mickey Mouse outwits the Phantom Blot. It is a 9.2 graded comic. Four color comic series. Wow. Mickey Mouse outwits the Phantom Block. Blot. Sorry, not the blot. Rodrigo, how much did this one go for? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to say... 7,000. Okay, 7,000. Matthew? It's a, Dar- a Dell 4 color number one. That's from like 1940 or something. Uh, I'm going to go more than 7,000. I'm going to go 53,000 because it's my lucky number. 53,000, Ashley? I'm going to go 9,000. Oh, Matthew with the point. $78,000 on this one. It comes, <laughs> nice. and this does bring us to our final question. 
Final Jeopardy. Here's I have... find out if I lose or if I lose very badly. <laughs> I have 11 more items on my list. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this What's a... What's the total? I'm well, going to make this that. a... No, well, I guess I could make this a, a total. I'm going to make this a total. Lightning round. Oh, this is like the this is like the board. Like I have to line up like a Colgate toothpaste thing and like a coffee maker, right? Yep. And yep. figure out which one's which. Uh, I'm guessing we're going for the total. Now I could just I was going to ask what was the highest priced item on this list. Oh, let's do that. That's easy. Y- yeah, either one, either one works. Uh, I have, so you're, are... you're you're the Drew Barker. <laughs> there are eleven items on this list. What is the total? Of these 11 remaining items. Now, this isn't everything on the auction, but of right. these remaining 11 auction, uh, items, I've just tabulated them all up here in the uh, spreadsheet. <laughs> what is this final? What is this final price? This is a 10 point question. So Rodrigo could. Nope. Nope. Can't. Well, no. Yes. 10 points. Yeah, you could win. 10 point question. Okay. Anybody's game. Okay. Let us start with our first place person. Matthew, what is the total on this? What are the items? I can't tell you that. What? <laughs> Just guessing a number. All right. So between 3,000 and 1.5 mil. No, those have been taken it. off the list. These are the things that are right. remaining but on the list. But those were the high and the lows of the list, which means yes. that those, those, so those. Here's, here's those everything, here's everything, here's list. everything else on the list. All-Star okay. Comics number three, graded 5.5. Silver Surfer number three, 1968, graded 9.8. Detective Comics number 31, graded 5.0. Metroid 9.4 sealed edition. A Chrono Trigger sealed 9.6 graded Sega NES Super Soft or Square Soft 1995 game. A um, a Weird Tales October 1933 fine condition magazine featuring Batwoman on the cover. Johnny Craig's Iron Man number 3 splash page number 1 original art from Marvel in 1968. Milton Caniff and Terry and the Pirates Sunday comic strip, Dragon Lady original art dated 7-16-39. An Alex Raymond Flash Gordon Sunday comic strip, original art dated 3-31-35 from King Features Syndicate. Gil Clint Kane and Klaus Johansson, uh, Jansen's Giant Size X-Men number two cover, original art from 1975. And Frank Frazetta's Swords of, the, of Mars paperback illustration with John Carter and Deja Thor's original art from 1974. Matthew, what is the total price of these remaining 11 items? $739,000.49. Okay, Ashley? Uh, I don't know what most of these things are. They're Uh-oh. comic books. We lost Ashley there. She hit the... And video games. That's true. $75,000 now that I'm off the meat. Button. How much? 75000 Just seventy-five k. Sure. Who right. knows? Rodrigo, you have the final number here. Uh, how much is Matthew saying? He said $739,000. I'm going to say 49 cents. I'm going to say $1 million. $1 million. Let me tabulate this up here. Do my best uh, Bryce impersonation here for everybody that knows Bryce. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, this was a fun game. Did you guys enjoy yourselves? Yeah. No, I hated this. This was terrible. Why? (laughs) This was fun. You had fun. 
Just guessing into the wind. Well, man. you're the one that grades comics and puts prices on them. Unfortunately, Matthew, you started to end of the last question with 13 points. Yeah. Uh, you finished this game with 13 points. Boo! Ashley V. Robinson. I was robbed! Ashley V. Robinson, you went into this final question with 12 points. And you came out uh, with 12 points in the end. Boo! She was robbed! Rodrigo Lopez, who guessed $1 million, you went into this final question with six points. Yeah. Final retail price, final auction price of all the remaining items on this list, $1.47 million. Rodrigo Lopez, congratulations. You are the winner with 16 points. In Hooray! This game. New FOD, There you go. Did you guys have fun? Yes. Now, I was really surprised. Some of these things with the uh, the $1.5 million one was very surprising for me. Uh, I do know that there have been some auctions, and I didn't go through this whole thing. I should probably contact our PR guy over at Heritage and ask him to come up with a, a list of the most expensive comic book items that I've ever sold, because I'm sure they could just rattle that off very quickly and then do that again in the future where all of these items would be for sure over a million dollars and some of them might be higher. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Um, and that, I think that's probably where we need to wrap up this ep episode, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you had fun. I hope you played along. I hope you guessed. Did you get more points than Rodrigo? Somebody come back from like, you know, the bottom to, to win suddenly. That's why I gave yeah, the last one 10 points. So it was basically yeah. anybody's game. Everybody's game, man. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, hopefully our listeners uh, beat you out. I know, I know that, um, what's his name? Jimmy, Jimmy Dunn. I know he's working Come on another trivia game. Dime, Jimmy Dunn, Jimmy Dunn. I know he's working on another trivia game for the next time that we have a general topics question. And as I look at our schedule for 2021, our next he's general topic. going to make them topic, dumber for us, right? So that oh, we might be able to challenge Matthew. Yeah, I told him to mix it up. You know, put a, put a mixture of a bunch of different topics in there, not just comic book uh, stuff. Um, I'm telling our, you, topics are not going to save you from me. Well, um, yeah, actually, don't have to put in a bunch of Pokemon. I was, I was rooting yeah, for you put there. Put in the Stuff names that I don't of know. famous drag queens. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, I think everybody I did. Noir. I think everyone did a good job. Our next general chat will be in February, so we got a little bit of time. You guys can start yeah. studying. Look for those weird esoteric articles that Stephen posts or the retweets that he does at Majorspoilers.com. That might give you a hint because I did repost. I, I As soon as I hit retweet, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that because I wanted to use it was the um, it was the Detective Comics one point five million dollar one. And I was like, surely everybody saw the retweet. I'm sure this got a lot of news in the uh, comics press, but it also happened over the Thanksgiving holiday. So I think a lot of people didn't see it. Or at least a lot of the news came out during the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm I'm also really bad at like remembering numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like even if I had seen it, read the article, and been like, "Huh, there's an interesting tidbit to talk about at major spoilers," I would have forgotten the the actual number. Yep, there you go. All right, uh, Ashley, where can people find more of you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley V Robinson on my Twitter today. We are celebrating Elliot pages coming out. Very exciting news. Yeah. And then the ongoing celebration of Jupiter jet and the forgotten radio hitting bookstores. You can find her on Amazon, uh, target Walmart, anywhere that fine books are had, or probably on our website. in like, I don't know, three weeks when we get our stuff together and update that. Uh, and of course the geek history lesson podcast, but to get that, all you have to do is subscribe to the major spoilers podcast feed, which That's you should right. already be doing dummy. So yep, just make exactly. sure you've done that. All right, Matthew, where can people find you on the Twitter? You can find me hanging out with my drag queen friend, Sasha Valour at 
Ooh, like good ball, Matthew. Hey, man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to sound like a jerk. I'm just saying getting away from specific knowledges is not going to save you. I have no life. I've never had a life. Find me on the Twitter at Mighty King Cobra, and I'll prove it day over day over day. And, Rodrigo, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at Fearsome Critter. Drag queen reference not found. There you go. That wraps up with this issue. Thank you for being part of the Major Spoilers experience. Send us an email, podcast at Majorspoilers.com. Follow all these fabulous people on their Twitters, and we will be back next week to talk some Batman, because we know that you love comics, and we do too, and we will talk with you soon. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge chance? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline Would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fine be In the Middle East With a king santo and soldier what a major spoiler, what a major spoiler, yeah, 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 what a major spoiler, whoa, 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 what a major spoiler. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.